Hey girl, ready for another week to shine, sparkle, and slay? Just like every week, we'll be learning how to build confidence and business skills so you can show up as the person you've always wanted to be, but didn't think was possible. Get ready to shine by breaking out of that low self-worth. Sparkle when you realize just what you're capable of and slay by holding each other up. I'm Stephanie Rodriguez, and this is the Shine Sparkle Slay podcast. Let's get started. Hey, hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning back in today for another episode of the Shine Sparkle Slay podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed all the guests that we've been bringing to you guys. We are finding the most absolute rock stars, and today is no different. I want to introduce you guys to Raquel Boris. She is amazing. We had a brief conversation not too long ago, and I was just intrigued with her story and her spin on things. So her primary work is in the branding industry. However, we discuss social media and mental health. And as you guys know, mental health is near and dear to my heart. Um, so I'm always interested to talk to people on or about that subject. So when we talked about that and then she included social media, I had to know more. So I'm bringing her today so she can fill you in on her story and her take on social media and mental health. So that being said, I'm going to hand it over to you because there's no way I could explain everything we talked about in such an eloquent way. Hi, Stephanie. Well, um, I don't know if I'll be as eloquent because I felt like that was eloquent. And it's funny because I myself, when I start speaking, I think, gosh, how do I sound? (laughs) Because I feel like my brain is always going 50,000 miles per hour. So hopefully I can make sense. (laughs) Oh, you're going to be great already. So, and that's me too. My brain is like nonstop. So I get it. (laughs) Yeah, but no, I mean, I guess for me, the story kind of begins, I, well, okay. So would like backtrack a little bit. Sure. Um, I've been on social media platforms for a while now, like most people. Right. But, um, for me, I started out on LinkedIn about eight or nine years ago, and we all know that LinkedIn has been a business platform. And so people kind of, you know, posted content on there, on there in a particular way. And it wasn't until, before COVID that there was a shift, I, at least I saw. And then obviously COVID, it's shifted even more where now it's become kind of like a Facebook. So it allowed people to kind of be a little bit more open and vulnerable. And I decided to share about three, three and a half years ago about my struggle with mental health. I was clinically depressed when I was in, uh, uh, let's see, the end of high school, beginning of college. And I actually attempted suicide while I was in my fourth year at school. Wow. And so for me, I, you know, I had to drop out. I had to go get, you know, get better, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get healthy. Um, I tried to finish school out. It was just too triggering. So I never actually uh, received my degree from there. But forever, I never told anyone. I just said I didn't graduate because I never lied about it. And I just simply said for medical reasons. I never completed a school and that was it. I just never wanted to share about my depression and suicide attempt because for the longest time, we all know the stigma behind it. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to be labeled and judged and I'm in a really great place. And I didn't want it. I didn't want it to uh, just be 
like the only thing that people would look at me at if they knew like, oh gosh, she was depressed. She did that, right? Like, cause it's so easy to just kind of box people in and I didn't want that to happen to me. So I just never talked about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it wasn't until three and a half years ago, I shared my story on LinkedIn, very raw, just, and the reason why I did is because someone had prompted it because it was uh, mental health awareness month. And they said that as leaders and people that have a voice and have a platform, we have a responsibility to help change the narrative. And in that moment, I thought, okay, well, you know what? I have a platform. I have a voice. People actually listen to what I have to say. But at the same time, people think that I have this perfect life, I believe, because I am very happy and I am in a good place. And I am very positive, but people needed to kind of understand that it wasn't always like that. And um, so I just shared my story. And it was pretty eye-opening because when I posted it, I had like a mini anxiety attack. So I thought, oh my gosh, what did I just sure. do? Yeah. And it's LinkedIn. Like, right. am I going to get, is this going to totally backfire on me? Did I just like do the stupidest thing ever? And it was the complete opposite. If anything, people were messaging me, calling me, texting me right away saying, wow, that was so brave of you. Wow. What courage you had to share. I too have suffered people that I went to, you know, I had sorority sisters college, um, other college kids that went to school with me that had no idea and they were reaching out and then people were sharing their story, you know, through DMS. And I just realized, wow, like this is actually really needed mm-hmm. to open up and, and to be transparent. And so that essentially is where it started about me talking about mental health awareness and, and just sharing my story more and more. But as I was sharing it, I also being in the marketing and branding space and doing social media, I realized that a lot of kids are struggling right now with depression and suicide attempt as, as well. My struggle was very different than I think a lot of the, our younger generations are struggling with right now. Mine had a lot to do with my family dynamic. You know, I also, um, there was no social media at that time, none of that. Right. So it was a very different experience for me, but depression is depression. Like, right. Yeah. So just being the mother of a 21 and 18 year old and having my kids already have gone to funerals, already know other kids that have taken their life, you know, at such a young age, I was just like, what is happening? And I thought, you know what? We have to be more mindful about how we show up on social media. Right. And so that's kind of where when I talk about how important it is to show up and to have a social media presence, I also try to make it a point to discuss how important it is to have that self-awareness to understand that what you're putting out there can really affect somebody else in a way that you don't even realize. And and that has changed a lot of the way I show up as well. You know, I used I used to be guilty of trying to look as cute and pretty as possible on, on, on Instagram or LinkedIn. You know, I never wanted to have a bad picture out there. And then I realized like, what am I doing? All I'm doing is perpetuating the problem. And as the mother of a teenage girl, I don't want her to think that that's, you know, like, yes. I so know what you're saying. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? I need to kind of walk the walk. So I just started putting myself out there with no makeup on, you know, like kind of unflattering pictures at times, 
you know, there's nothing wrong with looking cute, but at the same time, we don't look cute hundred percent. At least I don't think even the, the supermodel right I now, no, no makeup. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so I, I left I, all that. I have to be pretty every day or anytime <laughs> on a video with someone I gave that up a long time ago. Y'all, you guys get the real me. <laughs> yes. But, and the, but there's something also really empowering to be able to show up as you mm-hmm. and just like kind of in the moment, raw, no makeup, no filters, and knowing that people are still gonna like follow you and still, if anything, they you're more relatable. And so there was, there was that kind of empowerment and that sense of confidence that I thought, you know what, everybody should feel this way, showing up just as who they are, right? Yes, their, their, their true self. And so I'm trying to kind of push that. <laughs> You know, when I, when I talk about uh, social media and, and having that personal brand, because I think as adults, we have a responsibility as well to be role models for our younger generations and to really uh, not perpetuate. Like I said, I think a lot of us tend to perpetuate the problem, unfortunately, and I don't think we realize it. So. Yeah, that was the point you made when we talked like everything you're saying is like spot on, but I just never had looked at it really. Cause you're right. We want to have the cute pictures and, and everything out there, but you really are sending a message if you're not being authentic and everything always has to be perfect all the time. Yeah, definitely. And I just didn't think of that. Maybe perhaps I should have, but that's why I like to podcast. Cause I get to talk yeah. to experts in different fields. And then it's eye-opening for me. I always learn something. So it, we, it was such a great conversation. I think that's such a good point that you make. Yeah. And it took me a while to get to that place too. Like I said, when I first got on Instagram, I was guilty of, of, of all of it. I mean, yeah, I still do filters. I still do stuff, but I also put myself out there in a way that I can make fun of myself. But I just started realizing how I was being affected by it too. I think that was kind of where I was like, wait, I'm literally buying into what these other women look like. I'm now starting to compare myself to these women and I'm going to be 47 and I'm in a, I'm in an industry that's very young. You know, most people that are social media managers and are talking about branding, they're in their twenties, young women. And so then I found myself in the comparison game and then it started affecting, you know, the way I felt and my self-esteem and my insecurities were coming up. And I think that's where I was like, well, like, holy crap, if this is how it's making me feel, I can only imagine how others are looking maybe at how I'm doing things as well. So I, I just felt like, gosh, we just really need to be more, uh, you know, conscientious about what it is that we are putting out there because I think before COVID, and I feel like this was a positive with COVID before COVID, you would have all these influencers, you know, with the cars and the hotels and the restaurants and they're posing and everything's fantastic and they're all done up and the pictures look fantastically perfect and everything's right. curated. And then COVID happened and those people, like if they were posting that, everyone's like, well, that's a lie because it's everything shut down and you can't, <laughs> Good do point. You can't go anywhere. So then it's like, the people that were already pretty transparent and already vulnerable and already kind of like just doing their thing and not caring about like the way things looked, I felt like that kind of those people kind of rose up, if that makes sense. It does. And the people that were very kind of not real, kind of fake and doing everything just for show, those people I felt like kind of went to the wayside a little bit, right? Because they they were like, shoot, like... <laughs> 
we don't know how to work in a world where like, I have to be me. Yeah. You have to be yourself. And I think that helped a lot. And it was also in that time where I thought, okay, yeah, like everyone's craving the behind the scenes. People are craving seeing like your messy home. Like I think people really like on those Zooms, You're <laughs> right. I, like, I feel like kind of like oh, this weird sense of people like, ooh, what room are they in? And like, ooh, like, what is that in the background? Or, you know, if they were, you know, obviously a lot of people weren't on camera for that reason, but when they were on and then a lot of people were like in their PJs and with, you know, their, you know, hair up in a bun, no makeup. And there was something about that that I think everyone was like, phew, like, I don't have to like fake it anymore. Like, I can just be me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's such a good feeling to be able to shake all that and just be you. And it's hard. Like, I still use filters and, excuse me, I'm cold, you know, the filters and everything. And I know that things don't need to be perfect, but that's, a mindset thing that I even need to work to get out of. Cause you're right. People want real, they want authentic. I'm getting there. Hence I show up for podcast looking like this, but you know, if I post things that are going to the masses, I want things to be perfect and that's, it doesn't have to be. So even me, I'm a work in progress and I have work to do there. That's why I loved our conversation so much. Yeah, but that it, but isn't it fantastic that you understand that you're a work in progress? I am too. So if we can all collectively understand that, yeah, it's work, but that we are kind of, you know, trying to go towards the same goal, mm-hmm. then I think then we're we're gonna be okay. I think it's it's if all of us are like, what are you talking about? Like right. real and you know, show up just the way you are. Like if we were all just that kind of closed off about it, then it'd be a problem. But I think more and more people. Are, are kind of changing their mindset. And that's what it takes, right? It's like, it has yep. to be just a ripple effect, baby steps. You can't just do it overnight. That's why even with my social media, the way it has evolved, it's evolved in a way where people are seeing my journey of also owning who I am and accepting me. And I think it's a beautiful thing to see people's journeys and to see Absolutely. them evolve as better people and to learn and take these lessons because that is also what's really important for our kids to see in our younger generations, because they're also in this world that everybody sees everything they do. So they make one mistake and they think their life is over because they think everyone's going to judge them and no one's going to forget what they did and no one's going to forgive and no one like none of that. And if we can't do that for ourselves, then how are our kids going to be able to do that for themselves? Right. Cause as parents, we expect them to be like, Oh, oh, it's not a big deal. Like it's not the end of the world, but in their mind, it's, it is the end of the world to them. And it's because yeah. of the way the world reacts to mistakes. And that's where, once again, if it, we need to just slowly start changing things so that, so the narrative does change as well, but it takes a lot of time. A lot, it's it's going to be a generational thing. I don't think, yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's yeah. definitely going to like have to pass through several generations, but For sure. Yeah. You made so many great points. And I I like what you just said that, you know, for us, like things aren't such a big deal because that's just how we grew up. We, you know, you just shake it off, walk it off. I used to say that to my older two all the time. Now my older two, they are 21 and 19. And I also have a 13 year old. And something I've been thinking about lately is I'm parenting her a bit differently than I did my two older. And it's just because of the change in times. 
it's tough. Like middle school, I thought was tough for just everyone, but seeing the 13 year old in middle school right now, like you're right. They feel like everything they do, like, is anyone going to forgive me? Or is anyone going to see this mistake I made? Like, we didn't have to worry about that, you know, growing up. Everyone didn't have a phone and was recording everything. And it's got to be so tough being a kid. I always tell my 13 year old, like, I wouldn't want to be a kid this day and age, just because No, I wouldn't either. When I grew up, life was life was great. Not everyone was recording everything. It was just easier. So social media definitely plays a big part in the upbringing of not the upbringing, but in children's lives, because it's all over the place. So that was a really good point. And before I lose my thought, you are gorgeous, dear. I never would have guessed you're 47. When you said that, I was like, what? Tuesday, next Tuesday, I'll be officially 47. Happy early birthday. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, no, it's definitely a lot of pressure, a lot. And I empathize with these kids so much. Like I really, um, you know, when I go out, so I'm kind of like obsessed with our younger generation too. That's why I started to rock the boat during COVID because I wanted to hear what these kids had to say. I mean, I wanted to give them a platform to be seen and heard as well. And I learned so much from them. And I just realized like, they're, they're, there's just like this cry for help for a lot of them, right? Because they, they they really are kind of kind of confused because they have all this information coming at them with social media. And then you have parents that want to also like be like, hey, no, you need to listen to me. I know what's up. You know, I know, right. I know what's right. I know everything, which is not necessarily the case either, right? Like as adults, we also have to understand that just because we're older doesn't mean we necessarily know better. And that's something that I've had to kind of you know, learn with my kids. Cause my kids are pretty, they'll call me out. And instead of just kind of be like, you're so mean. I, you know what? I now take it to heart. Cause I was like, no, no, no. If, if they are observing this about my behavior, about what I do and my actions, and they're kind of trying to like, not necessarily correct me, but just be like, Hey mom as a mom, like we want you to show up in this way and so forth. Like I, I've been taking it to heart and my relationship with them has gotten so much better and stronger because of it. And so that's why for me, when I go out and I see parents interact with their kids or I see kids interacting with other kids, like I'm obsessed with their behavior and I'm obsessed as to why certain parents have great relations with with their kids and others don't. And I honestly have found that a lot just has to do with shutting your mouth and just listening. (laughs) Like, so agree with that. So simple, but it's surprising how many of us can't do that. <laughs> with <our> right. Kids. <laughs> I so agree with that. I am, I'm big on listening. Yeah. Um, I have a wonderful relationship with my children. Uh, two of them have moved out one just a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. but I, I was sad of course, cause any mom's going to be sad, but I know we have such a great relationship yeah. and I think that's a big part of why we have a great relationship is because I always listened. We talk yeah. all the time. We always have great conversation. I don't, I'm not perfect. And I did my best as I could as a parent, but I know times have changed. And like I just mentioned, I notice I'm parenting my 13 year old different than I did my older two, but there was a period in there. I'm sure where with the younger one, I probably needed to shift my mindset a little sooner, but listening, I think is, is just essential. And I think that's what builds such a great relationship with your, your kids. You yeah. mentioned rock the boat. What is this? Yeah. I'm interested. So I started a YouTube channel 
during uh, almost two years ago. It'll be two years in November. And, you know, I was on a ton of podcast lives and everyone's like, you should host your own. And I thought, you know what? I just, I want to do something different. I've always liked to go against the grain. I like, as soon as everybody's doing something, I'm like, all right, now it's time for me to do something else. Cause I, I just can't be a part of the masses. I've just never, <laughs> I just can't do it. So when I had people telling me, I'm like, all right, well, I got to do first of all, something different. And second of all, I was just kind of over these podcasts and lives where guests would come on. It was just about themselves and promoting and, you know, and I was just kind of like, it just felt, it felt very like self-serving and I just didn't want to be a part of that either. And then thirdly, I'm like, well, I have a mother of teenagers. My kids, you know, are not in school. Nobody else's kids are in school. We're, we're, you know, we're complaining about our youth. People are saying how messed up our youth is. I'm like, yeah, but why don't we ever like actually ask them <laughs> what they're feeling, what they're experiencing. And literally one moment, like one day, I just, it just all came to me. I was like, that's it. I'm going to have candid conversations with our youth. And my, the tagline came out. It was like, it's going to be called rock the boat as a play on my name, you know, RAQ. I was like, I was the kid that was OCD perfect. Like that's a, a big reason where my depression came in. Cause I was trying to be this perfect human being. And I thought life was supposed to be easy and it wasn't for me. So then I thought I was doing life wrong. And so I never rocked the boat. Like I was your like just perfect child. Like ask my parents, they'll tell you I was a perfect child. So I thought, you know what? Now's my time to rock the boat. And I was like, I'm going to create waves through candid conversations with our youth. Like I want to do something that's rocking this boat. So I thought, you know what, I'm literally, and I want to do the opposite of like TikTok and all these social media platforms. I want it to be as basic as possible, just your basic form of communication. So I decided I'm just going to get on Zoom calls with these kids, press record, and literally just start talking and see where it goes. And now I have 65 episodes. So 65 conversations with kids ranging from five to 18 from all over the world from Pakistan to Singapore to Canada to the island of Guernsey. And what I learned once again was it's just these kids wanting to feel seen and heard and just having a complete stranger because I was a stranger to a lot of these kids. It was through LinkedIn. A lot of these parents were following me and then they reached out and be like, oh, my kid would be great on your show or and um, so a lot of times I'd, I'd get on the Zoom call and I would, I've, this kid and I have never had any kind of interaction whatsoever. So I'm like asking them questions. What's your name again? How old are you? Where do you live again? Okay, what grade are you in? And then it just naturally kind of started a conversation. And some of these conversations, all we talk about are video games. <laughs> some of, of them are very insightful where you have kids that have already started nonprofit organizations. I had one little, one young girl, 12, who was already like, a young astronomer, like she, the, like, she's so smart. She was already like keynote speaking and she wants to be the, you know, like this female astronaut, like incredible. Right. So it's like, I had the whole gambit, but the whole point was just having every kid feel special because Mm -hmm. that's the problem too, is a lot of kids, even adults, let's be real. Oh, what do I have to offer? What do I, I don't do anything special. Why do you want to hear what I have to say? Everyone thinks that if you're going to be a guest on a podcast or in a live, it's because, you know, there's something about you that's really special and someone wants to hear it. And I want every kid to feel special. Mm-hmm. So there were plenty of kids that their parents would be like, Hey, you want to be on the show? They're like, wait, who me? Like, she wants to talk to me. Like, I don't know what to talk about. And I was like, that's okay. And by the end of the conversation, these kids would walk away, like feeling really empowered 
and confident. And even parents would reach out and be like, Raquel, your simple conversation with our child, like it did wonders for them. Like, thank you. So cool. I love that you're doing that. That is just so cool. And did you say it's on YouTube? It's on YouTube. Yeah. And I'm trying to, I do want to do a TEDx talk on bridging the gap and on kind of, you know, the same concept. I want to eventually have an actual show with kids. Like I have a lot of things that I want to do, but it's all based around our youth because I finally feel that I have found my purpose. And it's interesting how the story that I tried to hide for so many years and I felt like should not be my story (laughs) now is literally like in the center of it all. Mm -hmm. And now is allowing me to hopefully make a difference in these young kids' lives in a way where, you know, I've, I just feel like I connect with them. And I don't know if it's because I still feel like I'm a kid and I can, and I act kind of like a kid and I embrace my playfulness and I embrace all of that. And I don't know if that's why I, I connect with these kids, but I've always had a really like strong connection with our youth. Like anytime I go out and I, there's a kid that like, they always gravitate towards me. I'm the one that's like, Aww. you know, the parents are like, I'm so sorry. My kid's bothering. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like it's the opposite. Like, no, please. Like let them, you know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. No matter so, the reason I love it. I think I just, I mean, I just love what you're doing. I think the youth, I mean, that's our future generations. Yeah. And I know that they have to feel as you said, they just want to be seen. And I could totally get that. And I love that you're an advocate for them and you're creating a space for them to be heard and seen. I think it's a beautiful thing you're doing. I thank you. I just, I absolutely love it. Like, you know how people say that when you do something you love, like you're just going to feel it. And that's what happens after every conversation I have. I'm like, I am so fulfilled. Like my heart is just like exploding. It's this amazing feeling. And the only other time I have those feelings are like when, when I'm with my own kids, like when I'm with my kids and we're having a great time, like, I'm like, there's nothing better than this feeling. And I, I, it's, it's really cool to have those feelings with other people's kids too. You are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. I can hear it in your voice. I can see it on your face. Like the passion that you have, that's when, you know, you're in your zone. And I'm so excited you found it no matter, you know, any crap you had to go through in the past or whatever created or led you to where you are. I'm glad that, that you're here because you're going to do some amazing things. Thank you. And I hope that that's like what I can bring to the table for these kids of like, Hey, you might be in this place where you think like it can never get any better or it's not going to, or like you, like all this horrible things, all these horrible things that you think are happening to you. Like that's, those are going to be your superpowers as you get older, like you don't realize like that's, what's going to be your thing and you're going to help others. And so it's like showing them like, Hey, I went through it and look at where I'm at. And like, that's exactly what can happen to these kids. It's giving them that hope of, yeah, it feels awful. And it feels like you're the only person, but like, think like you're going to be a freaking superhero because of it. Like, oh gosh, I wish I could get into all the children's heads and and say that. Cause I loved how you just phrased it. That stuff is what makes you a superhero in the future when you're, but you don't see it when you're a kid, but yes, if we could make the world or all the children understand that, oh, because you're so right. Sometimes the ugly or whatever, yeah, that, that's where you bloom. Yeah, so, 
And that's where when, so anytime I have an obstacle or any, you know, there's kind of a little bit of ugliness there too. I'm like, all right, Raquel, this is, you're meant to kind of be in it, experience it because if anyone yeah. just learn more about yourself, you'll come out stronger. It'll be another chapter in your, your book, like, you know, your story of your life, like all, yes. like now I embrace it in a way where like, no, this is actually exciting. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, since starting uh, the Shine Sparkle Slave brand about a year ago, not everything I've done has worked in my favor. Some things were very difficult and, yeah. but it's all in the mindset, I think, because I don't see anything as like, that was terrible. I shouldn't have done that. It's a learning opportunity. I just don't do that again. And I think that mindset part is so huge. So yeah, you clearly have the right mindset. I don't get down in the negative or, or any of that. It'll no. just eat away at you. And it's, it's wasted energy, I think. Yeah. And I, and I think too, it's okay that we talk about it in the sense, cause like, I think also a lot of like the whole narrative around toxic positivity. And I think there's like a difference, right. Where someone like myself, who's been at the darkest of the darkest place, who's been in the negative, most negative, like I know what it feels like. So I cannot ever be in that place. Like mentally, I cannot be close to that place. So if anytime I'm feeling like a little bit of a funk, like I, I know how to get out of it and I know what I need to do for myself. And it, if it is being goofy and positive and all of those things, then I need to honor that. So I've stopped hearing what other people are saying, like, oh, but you're always so happy. Or I'm like, yes, I am. And that's okay because it's my life. <laughs> right. It, it helps me not get into a dark place. And who are you to judge how I like what my skill set is in order to help me like my self-care, right? And that's right. my self-care is not allowing me to get to that get in those spaces. And if I'm surrounded by people like that, I have to actually excuse myself. And I've had that before. There's been moments where, you know, I, I've been asked to be on podcasts or lives where it tends, I know like the guests and then sometimes I know it's going to get heavy and it's going to be very, and I'll, and I just will not be a part of it. And I, and I have to tell them like, listen, I can't sit in that space. Like I get it where a lot of people like that's where they kind of thrive yeah. and that's where they feel comfortable. I said, but I don't, mm -hmm. I don't either. And fortunately most people are like, yeah, no, no, we get it. Like everybody's yeah. different, but I, I have to be very vocal about it now where I think before I would want to please everyone and I wouldn't want anyone to get upset. And I'm like, no, no, no. I have to take care of me first. Like, yes, and absolutely. It, yeah. And if it means maneuvering <laughs> that energy yeah, yeah. and the people, then so be so it. So be it. So yeah. be it. You mentioned when you start to feel, maybe you're getting into a funk that there's things yeah. that you do to help get you before you even get there. There's things yeah. that you do. Do you have a tip or two you could share with the audience of things that you do that help you? Yeah. I mean, I, okay. So this is something that I'm very transparent about. I can be in bed a lot. Like that to me is something where I have to catch myself because there are days, there'll be like a day out of every week that I like every several weeks, I just, I'm in bed for the entire day. Now, because I don't do it often, I allow myself to have that day in bed. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't beat myself up. I, I give myself grace. And then I'm like, you know what? apparently you need like a self, you know, care day Raquel and you need to be in your bed and you want to be asleep and you don't want to really like deal with the world. And it's not affecting anybody. You know, it's not like I'm not, 
my kids are old enough to where they're responsible for themselves. It's not like they're young and I'm not like letting them starve and I'm not feeding them, you know, things like that, where it's like, if I don't have anything going on, then I allow myself to do that. But it's just that one day. So then the next day I purposely like get up early in the morning. I put on my music. Like that's a big thing for me too, is that music really affects my mood. Like it's incredible how it does. And so for me, if I'm kind of feeling a little like, I was like, Raquel, just freaking put on the music. And it's amazing how, if I just start playing like some of my favorite songs. Yes. And then I just start moving around and I just start dancing. Like it really does change. Like it really does something in your brain and the chemistry. I love that music for that reason. You're yeah. Yeah. So that's a huge one. Um, I also have been more mindful in the morning when I, like, before I start my day, I'll sit with my coffee. No, I don't get on my phone, nothing. And I just like in the moment kind of try to, I guess, like talk myself, (laughs) like talk to myself in a way of like, Hey, today's going to be a great day. (laughs) Like you're going to, you know, or like, just be nice, be kind. <laughs> like, right. It's kind like of a pep not, talk, a personal yeah, pep talk. Like it's not about you. Like maybe today's the day that you're going to help somebody else just by being kind or just smiling or just doing something, a nice gesture for someone like little things like that too, really kind of help me get out of a funk when it's, when I realize it's not about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause we all get yeah. so like self-absorbing caught up in our head. And a, a lot of times it's, it's when I realize like Raquel, like it's not, there's so much more to this. Right. Then some great tips. I, I know that's going to help someone listening. So I'm so glad that you share. I'm, so, I'm glad you so. shared I don't really everything. Have like profound either. Like that's the thing is like, I kind of like, I'm as guilty as anybody else where I don't like, it's hard for me to exercise sometimes, you know, I'll do it, but like, I can't sit here and pretend that I'm some, you know, oh, I get up at 5.30 and I exercise and I <laughs> meditate and I read a book a day. And like, no, like I myself am that person that really just has to take it day by day. Yes. Literally. I, I I'm can't. the same way. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a, a, a train wreck at times, but in the most fun way. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> of course. I don't know. Yeah. I just, you know, kind of. Do what I can, but music and music and that pep talk is, and giving myself grace. Those I love are it. the thing. I love it. Yeah. I'm so glad that you have on for this conversation with me because I think it was just so great. I love that you shared your story. I think you said what, three years ago on LinkedIn and that kind of yeah. started. I'm so glad that you were brave and took that step because I know a lot of people have stories and they're just there's that fear of sharing. I'm glad that you took that step. I'm sure that that helped others as well. And the tips that you just provided are wonderful. And I just cannot believe like the work that you're doing with the kids. Like I try not to tear up (laughs) because having a 13 year old, you know, and just hearing how her stories when I take her to school or when I bring her home of how kids are just mean to each other. And it just breaks my heart. It, it is absolutely awful. And once again, like as adults, like they still look up to us. We're, you know, all over social media too. We're, you know, there's all these influencers or people that are, are of influence. And I feel like if we can all just do our part in some small little way, I feel like we really could change a lot, you know, with these kids. I mean, I, I am, I am hopeful. <laughs> I know it, it's a lot, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not trying to change the world overnight, but 
we have to have change makers on this in this world. Right. And I feel like, okay, maybe I'm a change maker. Like maybe I'm part of that. And the more and more of us change makers that like collaborate and unite and get together and, and, and see how we can, how we can, um, I guess change the world, then let's do it. I love it. I love it. I love that you're a change maker and the space that you are working to make the changes in. It's just, I just love it. And I think it's because I have the 13 year old. So it's near and dear to my heart right yeah. now. So thank you so no, much. But I love that you love it because I need that. I, it, just like anything else, I need validation too. No, yeah. no, you are on the right track, mama. Keep doing what you're doing. These kiddos need you. You know? Yes. Yes. All right, lady, let's let the listeners know where they can find you. Okay. So I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram is my name too, Raquel.Boris. I have the YouTube channel, Rock the Boat, R-A-Q. And then I'm on TikTok as Raquel Boris as well. So those are kind of the main places that you can find me. If you Google me, like I'll pop up somewhere. <laughs> right. Gotcha. I don't know if that's a good thing, but... <laughs> You can find her though. You can find me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So awesome. So as always, if you guys listen or drive in the car, walking the dog, whatever the case may be, and you didn't catch that, it's totally cool. We always drop all the links in the show notes. So you can always go back and grab that. So you can easily find her if you're interested in more of what she's doing. I know I'm going to be checking out your YouTube channel because I just love the whole thing. <laughs> yes, for sure. So um, yeah links are in the show notes and I will be chatting with you soon in the future. I'm sure because I just think you're a great person and I like your energy and I loved having you on today. Thank you, Stephanie. I appreciate it. Of course. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you again for jumping on for another episode of the Shine Sparkle Slate podcast. And as always, if no one has told you, you are beautiful, you are worthy and yes, you can. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to shine with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by subscribing to our show and sparkle us by submitting a rating and review. And if you're ready to slay, girlfriend, stop over to our website, shinesparkleslay.com. We have a free gift waiting there just for you. 